got us a sign on our building. You notice this over here to my left, to your right, coming soon. We're going to be here. We're excited. Um, I want to dive right into the Word today. I'm not going to speak long, uh, but I want to, I want to dive in today. I, uh, we've been in a series called Heroes, and last week I spent some time at the end of the message talking about Jacob. I'm going to talk about him a little bit more today. So if you want to get there, uh, since it's not printed in your uh, handouts, get to Genesis 28. Genesis 20. Uh, you know what? Let's do Genesis 17. Let's do Genesis 17. Get there uh, on your app or if you brought your Bible with you, and then we'll read that here in just, in just a little bit. I want to talk to you. Uh, I want to talk to you today about the fact that we we can experience God. Real simple subject. We can experience God, and I want to talk to you about that as a church, as a church family. And I was wrong. Genesis twenty-eight. I was right the first time. Not Genesis seventeen. Go to Genesis twenty-eight. I want to talk about experiencing God, not just knowing about God, not even just knowing God, but experiencing God. This is something that maybe, according to what kind of uh, church you grew up in, that this wasn't talked about a lot. Maybe you didn't even grow up in church, so it definitely wasn't talked about a lot. And so I just want to start the conversation, and we're going to spend the next two or three weeks talking about having experiences and encounters with God. God is not just a concept. He's not a theory. God is a being. And because of that, he must be experienced. When you think about how he created us, he created you and I to have experiences and to be experienced. We taste, we feel, we smell, we touch. I mean, if he just wanted, he could just made us a blob if, if all it was about was us surviving, but he didn't. He created us to be beings that experience things. And the scripture tells us that we were created in God's image. So that means that God also wants to be experienced and he wants to experience. God created the world and he created us so that he could experience us. The scripture tells us that he would walk in the cool of the garden with Adam because he wanted to experience Adam. He wanted Adam to experience him. It wasn't just you're there, I'm here. He wanted to spend time. And I, I, I love to imagine what those talks must have, must have been like because God loved that time with Adam. And then Adam sins and is separated from God. Let me explain the story of the Bible to you. Really simple. This is the story of the Bible. The first part of it is God doing everything he can to get to his people. And the second part of it is us doing everything we can to get to our God. God desires for us to be in communion with him, to experience him. God desires also for us to meet him in the middle. This is not a one-way God trip. Do you understand that? God's already taken the trip, all right? He sent his son, Jesus Christ. Now he wants us to meet him in the middle. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. God is looking for a people that are looking for and longing for him. Let me say it again. God is looking for a people that are looking for and they're longing for him. How about you? Have there been times in your life that maybe the past week, Maybe the past month, 
where you didn't quite spend as much time seeking after him, just raise, raise a hand out the window. Let me know if, I, if I'm the only one, the pastor up here by himself. That there are times that I kind of go through the routine. I read my Bible. I pray my prayer. But I'm not really seeking him. I'm not going after him, trying to experience him. This happened to me a, 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 a week or so ago. Just kind of going through the month, kind of going through it, getting it done. And then I was outside on my back deck and out by myself, and I was listening to some music. And I looked up at the stars, and I realized, man, I hadn't really connected with God in a few days. I turned off the music I was listening to, and I looked up at the stars, and I just said, God, you're incredible. And you know what he did? Immediately, he flooded that deck with his presence. Just like that. I didn't have to say, God, I'm sorry I haven't been talking to you. I didn't have nothing. It was just like all I did was acknowledge him, and he came running so fast. Now, I was amazed by that because i got to be honest. If I was a God, I would, not want you, I would not want you to know that I wanted to be with you because I'm a God, you know? I wouldn't want you to feel like I needed you. But God is not that way. God, God is so very open about his desire for us that he will come running. All it takes is for us to acknowledge him. Just turn your face toward him. That's how much God wants to be experienced. Again, if you're taking notes, write this down. God wants the experience with us, and we need the experience with him. Amen? Last week, I spoke about Jacob. Later, he was named Israel. Jacob had some amazing moments with God. We're going to talk about it tonight. In the next two weeks, we're going to talk about the moments that Jacob had with God. I want to rewind and tell you a little bit more about his experiences with God. If you, weren't, if you didn't tune in last week, let me just recap. Uh, Jacob was born, the Bible says, as a heel grabber. He, he grabbed his twin brother's heel. He was fighting to be first from the very beginning. Because as Esau was born, Jacob came out holding on to his brother's heel. He had this thing in him that he, he wanted to get ahead by any means necessary. Then he takes Esau's birthright, remember? When Esau was weakened, he, he took his birthright from him. Then he tricks his dad to get the elder brother's blessing. Jacob was a scoundrel. Or in Mississippi, we would say, Jacob was something else. I'm going to tell you right now. How many of you know somebody that's something else? Just wave at me. You know somebody? Just, just not a good person. That's what Jacob was. And now... In our text, Genesis 28, not Genesis 17, Genesis 28, we find that Jacob is on the run from Esau. He comes to a a good camping spot, and he goes to sleep. And as he sleeps, he has a dream or an open vision. Now let me read for you, Genesis 28 and 12. And as he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from earth up to heaven. And he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord. And the Lord said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you're relying on belongs to you. I'm giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions, to the west, to the east, the north and south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more, I am with you. I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I promised. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep, and listen what he says. And he said, surely the Lord is in this place, 
and I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid, and he said, what an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. So Jacob is on the run and runs right into a God place. He's running from his life, but he runs right into the presence of God. He said, I was spent the night here, and I didn't even know it. I'm believing that you and I are going to have these kind of experiences where we're in a place. We didn't even realize that it was a God place. But when we acknowledge him, he shows up. And then when Jacob had this experience from God, look, look what happens. He heard from God. He suddenly gets a new, a new mandate on his life, a new promise over his life. How many of you want to hear from God? Would you just write, wave at me? You want to hear from God? Well, let me tell you this. If you want to hear from God, you need to be near God. If you really want to hear him, you must be near him. You see, when you have a God experience, you hear what heaven is saying, and it's louder than what you've been hearing. When you have a God experience, you see what heaven is seeing, and it's much more plain than what you've been looking at. And I'll tell you what happens in that moment. You have a mindset shift. Suddenly, Jacob, who's been running for his life, now has a new promise. And instead of running from something, he's able to run towards something because of a God experience. Jesus spoke about Jacob's ladder in John 1.51. Listen to this. Jesus said this. I tell you the truth. You all you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. What Jesus was telling his followers is that Jacob's ladder was a foreshadowing of Jesus. What Jacob saw that night was a foreshadowing of the Messiah who would be a stairway between heaven and earth. Around here, we call it a junction. That is what Jesus is. Jesus is a junction between heaven and earth. Jesus created a crossroad with his own life when he laid his life down so that we could make it into heaven. Let me give you some good news today. You do not have to span the chasm from life to eternity. You do not have to go from here to there. You don't have to work to get from heaven and from earth to heaven. You don't have to work to get from here into the presence of God. Jesus has already done it for you. He is the ladder. He is the crossroad. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus gave his life so that everyone could have a God experience. I want you to look at me. I know you got kids in the car, maybe a little distracted, but I want you to lean into me. I want you to hear what, what your pastor's saying. If I'm not your pastor, just pretend like I am today, okay? Lean in. I do not want us to be a church and to be a people that just gets by in our relationship with God. I want us to be a people that are experiencing God, that he's breathing on us, and we're inhaling him. We're experiencing him. God has always been trying to create moments for us to experience him in heaven, and he still is. You can look back over your life, and you can see him, can't you? Those moments that God ordained for you to have an experience with him. It's a daily thing. And now we're called to do that for others. Now because he's been our junction, you and I are called to be junctions for others. The Bible calls it the ministry of reconciliation. We are ambassadors 
of Christ, you and I get to be someone else's ladder. You and I get to be someone else's junction. Getting folks connected to their destiny. Getting folks connected to their eternity. I want to ask you a question. Who are you being a bridge for now? Who are you being a ladder for? Who are you being a junction for? Is there someone that you're willing to lay your life down and let them use you as a ladder to get to where God's called them to be? I will tell you this. As a ladder, as a bridge, sometimes you're going to get walked on. You're going to get walked over. Nobody thanks the bridge. Nobody stops and thanks the ladder for helping. It's just there. You just walk on it. You just use it. What if you and I could have a mindset, though, that we're willing to lay our life down for others to get to their destiny, to get to what God has for them? Why do we do all this? Why, why are we doing this? I mean, why do we set all this up? Why do we have food trucks and music? And why do we practice as a band? Why do we have Cane come? And why, why are we doing this? To be a junction. Why do we have this building? Why, why is this here? Why are we working on it right now? To be a junction, to be a venue where people can step into everything that God has for them. Because everyone needs to experience God. Not just believe in Him, experience Him. Let me give you a few things on how to experience God because of those of you that are bullet point people and really you like applicable things. Uh, that, that didn't work well with the Pentecostal to me, but I married a Baptist, so let me help you out, okay? Some really good, applicable things. How do I experience God? If you're taking notes, write them down. Number one, talk to Him. Just talk to Him. doesn't have to be a, a long prayer. It's just acknowledging Him. You know, the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. And the first thing He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What He's saying is, Make sure God knows that you know this is a holy conversation. I'm going to have a lot of conversations today. I'm going to talk to a lot of people today, God, but this one is special. This one is holy. So just talk to him. Set some time aside. Number two, tell him that you want to experience him. Because he wants to experience you, and he wants you to experience him. So just start there. Just say, God, I want you to know right up front, I am giving you permission to come into my life. I'm giving you permission to show up in my car. I'm giving you permission to visit me. I want to experience you. Number three, listen to him. Don't just talk to him. Listen to him and be willing to wait for the answers. It may not be lightning. It may not be thunder. It may be a still, small voice. Patiently listen. Number four, how do I experience God? Be intentional about it. He's probably just not going to show up you got to be intentional. Set some time aside. Create some barrier, uh, some margins in your life so that, God, you have time with God. Maybe it's in the morning. Maybe it's in the evening. Lately for me, it's been the evening. I used to spend a lot of my time devotion in the morning, but lately evenings have been amazing just spending time with God. I would encourage you just be intentional about it. Here's another one. Be honest. You're not always going to seek Him with everything you got. But be honest with him. Hey, here, let me let you in a little secret. He already knows. Okay? You're not fooling him. Just be honest with him. Say, Lord, I, I haven't done everything I needed to do this week, but I still want to be with you. I want to spend some time with you. Make it a priority as well. Make God a priority. I'll tell you this. If you'll make it a priority, you'll do it. Right? We don't do things because we don't make them priorities. So make it 
a priority. And then here's the last one. Talk to others about him. In your conversations, talk to others about him. Share your experience with him. Isn't it easy sometimes just to spend time with somebody for an hour or two and never even share your experiences with God? Talk about him. I'll tell you this, what I found about Jesus, he loves to be talked about. And when you talk about him, he shows up. Have you had an experience with God? Have you ever had that moment? As maybe you've heard me say that something that you can't explain, but you can't deny. That moment with God. If you've never had one, I want you to have one. I want you to have them day after day after day. Tessa, come help me play if you will. I want all of us to have an experience with God. Maybe it's a dream. Maybe it's a moment as you're driving down the road and you're listening to worship music. But just the tangible presence of God shows up. Well, how will I know? Oh, you will know. Trust me, you will know. If you've never had an experience with God, I want to encourage you to invite Him. Even tonight, God, I want to experience you. I want to, I want to know that I know that I know that you're real. The Bible talks about being in him. He moves around us, wanting to be experienced. He wants us to have a moment that changes our destiny, a moment that changes our eternity. Maybe I'm talking to some of you that you haven't experienced him. How long has it been? This has been a weird time during this quarantine. And for many people, I've seen them just shut it off, just kind of like I'm done. I am D-U-N done. Raise your hand if you've had some moments like that during this time. Like, I just can't do this anymore. I want to encourage you to turn it back on. Come on, let's, let's just invite him to come right here. To come right here and visit us. You should know this one. Sing it. Holy Spirit. Are welcome here. Come on, come flood this place and feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Come on, are you singing it? Come flood this place and feel the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Here's what I want you to do right in your car. Those that are in your car. If you're not, I want you just to say, Lord visit us here right now. Come on, just grab the hand of the person you're in the car with. Obviously, you're not quarantined. From, you can be holding their hand. Just grab their hand and say, Lord, come visit this space right now. If you're sitting outside, just say, Lord, come visit this space. Come on, everyone, in the, everyone not in the room, in the parking lot. Come visit this space. Lord, before we ever even have a service inside, I pray that you would come visit us in this parking lot. 
want to experience you, Lord. We want more of your presence, more of your glory, more of your grace, more of your healing, more of your power. everybody holy spirit holy spirit you are welcome here come flood this place and feel the atmosphere your glory god is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence pray you'd visit each and every person in their cars, in their homes, in their offices, in their dining rooms, Lord. Come close. We need you more than ever before. We're reaching for you, Lord. We thirst for you. We hunger for you. We long for you. question for those of you that have never asked Jesus to be your Lord I want to give you an opportunity to do that he wants to be in your life he wants to give you new life he wants you to experience him and the fullness the abundant life that he promised how do I do it it's a simple process you believe in your heart confess with your mouth that he is Lord and you shall be saved maybe it's been a while since you have recommitted your life to the Lord maybe you walked away today you want to come back in get close to him so I want to lead you in a prayer right now right where you are in your car seated out I want you just to pray with me repeat after me say Lord Jesus thank you for your life today I receive it I give you mine, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I pray, Lord, you'd forgive me of my pride and my sins. I pray you would cover me with your grace. Come on, say it. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I want to experience you and all that you are. I want to live with you forever, starting right here, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, Hills family. I want you to celebrate these folks that prayed this prayer. Come on, honk your horns. Clap your hands.